Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause upon Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. We are finally getting to talk about how much we need love. I thought you were going to say leap year. We finally get to talk about leap year. Oh, yeah. An extra day of text talk. Today's leap day. Leap day. Leap day. I think it's, you know, leap day is one of those kind of character defining days for us. Kind of let us know where are you a pessimist or are you an optimist? Right? Oh, really? Why is that? Well, I mean, because if you're a pessimist, you wake up, you're like, one more day. I'm <laughs> going to work. Yeah. But if you're optimist, you're like, an extra day. Extra day. Who knows what could happen today? Text talk. Yeah, text, text talk. Text talk's happening today. That's happening today. And that's so what we do. We're all, uh, you know, all our listeners are making a great choice with this extra day yeah, to start in the Word. Start with text talk. Starting day with that's text right. talk. It's a great extra day. First John chapter 4, why don't you read some of that for us? All right, I'm going to pick up the reading today in verse 12. First John chapter 4, verse 12 from the New King James Version. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. He who loves God must love his brother also. We're getting to the end of this chapter where love is the theme, it is the key, and then there's that statement, the statement that has produced all kinds of arguing, all kinds of debating, all kinds of questioning, perfect love casts out fear. Mm. And so people tell us, if we bring up fear and fearing God, oh, you're, you're, that's not supposed to happen in the New Testament because the New Testament is love. And and yeah. so no yeah, fear, yeah. And, and you need to quit saying that. There have been all kinds of discussions. So I'd like to talk about perfect love casts out fear. Well, I, I just want to start by kind of touching on what you said a minute ago about how uh, love of God, fear of God, actually both these things run throughout the Bible. Um, it talks about loving God and fearing God, and these things go hand in hand in the book of Deuteronomy. Oh, yeah. You know, and so I, I, I think here we are seeing the fullness of God and his love in Christ, but that does not mean that we cease to revere God, honor God, fear him, uh, of course, in that respect. But something that has been thematic, I think, in 1 John to this point is if I could use the word confidence or assurance in Christ. When I go back to 1 John chapter 
2, uh, I'm encouraged in this in verse 3, by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. There is a love of God which is manifested in our choice to obey God and to follow God. Um, The other thing, okay, and so then we have a confidence about coming to him in boldness, casting out fear. But I think the other thing is that love is manifested in the way we're treating our brethren. That comes up again and again. You can say you know him, as I just read in verse 20, or I guess it's actually I love him there. I love God. But if you hate your brother, then no, you don't love him. Let me jump on that real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Because I think one of the things that points out is coming to this passage, all right, I get it. Perfect love casts out fear. This produces some questions. It produces questions in my mind. What does it mean? But I, but from that following statement, what I know it doesn't mean is because God loves you, you don't have to fear anything no matter how you behave. Well, that's a good point. Because what he next says is, look, if you don't love your brother, the love of God is not in you. You don't have that. And I, I think the conclusion I should have from that is if I don't love my brothers and sisters, I should actually be very afraid. Yeah. I, I should fear if I don't love my brothers and sisters. So whatever this passage is saying, it is not saying because God is love, no matter how you live, you got nothing to fear. Yeah. It's not saying that. And and that shows us then that this whole idea of, of perfect love is not necessarily the same that I am perfect in all respects. Mm-hmm. Okay. That I still need to wake up and I need to choose to love a brother. Yeah. I still wake up and I need to choose to love God. I can't say as a Christian, well, well, I have arrived and here I have perfect love. And, and so I'm perfect. So, so now I'm good. So now, now I'm, I'm good. good. Now I'm good. Uh, you know, one of the things let's what you've, you've talked about it being thematic and I know you mentioned some things. I just want to run through a couple of verses and just hear this, hear this very specifically. First John two, four and five, whoever says I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him, but whoever keeps his word in him truly the love of God is perfected. First John 2.15, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Okay, the exact opposite of perfected yeah, love. Opposite. This is yeah. absent. The love of the Father is absent from him. First John 3.16-18, through 18, by this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. And then in First John 4.12, just a little bit before the verse we are highlighting now, no one has ever seen God if we love Love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. So what we see here in this rundown is this perfected love really is demonstrated in my relationship toward the brothers. It's like the third time he said it. And, and I think here's the key. I think here's the key. So perfected, completed love. Mm-hmm. He says, if you don't love your brother, you don't love God. The, the idea of perfected and completed love here is the idea that what I can't do is treat people however I want, but claim I love God. Mm-hmm. I love God. Now think about this from the Gnostic perspective. If John really is coming against the Gnosticism that we, we believe was developing at the time, and the Gnostics would tell you, hey, you know what? Your flesh is just bad. It's just evil. Good what you've got to do, you've got to separate your spirit from your flesh by just letting your flesh do sinful things. 
but but look, your spirit is drawing close to God. Mm-hmm. Here's John's point. No, that's not complete love. That's actually that's not love at all. That I mean, actually, not only do you not have perfect love, do you not have mature love? Do you not have complete love? You don't have love at all. Yeah. You don't have God's kind of love in you and you don't have love for God in you, mm-hmm. because if you really loved God, you'd love his people and you treat them with love. That whole deal with the Gnosticism, and that maybe this is getting in the weeds a little bit, but it just, it fed a pride, it fed a selfishness, the, the, the idea that I know, I have the insight. And if you want to be real Christians, you need to get this insight. You yeah. need to get this knowledge. Well, you know, knowledge puffs up. But love now builds up, builds up. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, th- I think we have to grasp this. When he says perfect love casts out fear, his point is not. And I think this is the other thing we need to recognize. John is not saying that, Andrew, if you ever have any fears about your eternity or any doubts, uh, you obviously don't love right and you're going to hell. Yeah. He's not saying that because if you really if you were a good Christian, you'd understand what love means and you wouldn't have any fears or any doubts. He's just pointing out. You want to overcome fear? The way you do it is love. Mm -hmm. You overcome fear by loving God and loving your brothers and sisters. Now, he's already told us, not through the world's kind of love. Yeah, good point. The the, the kind of love we're dealing with here is not a lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. It's not about sensuality. It's not about sexuality. It's not about coveting and longing for the things of the world. It's not about a codependent desire to have people think I'm amazing. It's not about that. It's about actually sacrificing like Jesus did for the betterment of people. Well, and to that point, all that that is in the world and loving those things of the world, that's passing away. Yeah. That does not abide. You know you're missing out on God if that's where your love is. And if that's the kind of love I have, I should be very afraid. That's right. I should be very afraid. Time to repent. But if I want to overcome fear, the way I overcome fear is by loving God and loving my neighbor. I, years ago, I think this was on Facebook, I posted something. I thought I thought of it myself, but apparently I'd read it somewhere and didn't realize it. I just had this great epiphany, and I just typed in, hey, Love God, do what you want. And uh, somebody pointed out, I guess Augustine said that at some point. So I must have read that somewhere and it was just in my mind and somehow it came up. But the idea, of course, is not as long as you have an emotional feeling that says God is amazing. Now I can do anything I choose. Mm -hmm. The point is, if I truly love God, Mm -hmm. what things am I going to want? I want God's things. I want to do God things. And that's that's essentially what John is getting at. Love God. Love your brothers and sisters. And do what you want. Because when you're really motivated by love, you're going to do the right thing. As he's talking about loving the brothers and sisters, you know, he gives this example of having this world's goods, seeing that they're in need. We need to go do something about that. Love them in deed. Love them in truth. And I guess one of the things that you know I'm taking from this is if I'm real angsty, uh, about, I guess, my relationship with God. Maybe I should get just get out and go serve, serve my some people, and sisters. Go serve some people. Go do something. Yeah, to make a difference. Be and useful. Yeah, be useful from a motivation of love. Demonstrate love from a motivation love. of love. And I, I think this this is the thing. What we tend to do is I got to figure out all the rules. I got to come up with a checklist of of rules and legal requirements legal infractions, and i got to make sure to checklist these things. And John's saying that's not the way to overcome your fear. Look, I promise you, if that's the way you approach it, yeah, you're just going to have more fear because you're going to be all about the fact that (laughs) I'm not getting that right. But when what you do is learn love, grow in love, uh, act in love, 
that will overcome fear. And, and yeah, you talked about the legal requirement. He does use the word commandment at the end of the chapter to love God by loving his brother also. (laughs) That is the commandment. commandment. That is the commandment. Here's all right. So a couple things I want to make sure that I avoid and that we avoid. First of all, you know, I get it. There is all kinds of false teaching about love. The whole hashtag love wins as as the nature of love is distorted. But but there have been a whole lot of people even claiming to be Christians that won't get into that, that are just like, hey, God loves you, so it doesn't matter. God loves you. He gets you, so it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter how you live. Yeah. You know, he just gets you and he loves you, so don't be afraid of anything. And no, that's wrong. That is wrong. Yeah. Okay, he does get you because he gets you. He came into the world so he would save you and transform you. He gets that you're a rotten, awful sinner just like me. And what you need is a savior. And so he sent Jesus to be the savior of the world. So I want to push people away from that false notion of love. But here's the other thing that, that, that I have to watch out for is that because there's been so much of that false notion, I can have a tendency to just dismiss love. Oh, love is namby-pamby. Love is just all this soft Casper milk toast gospel and forget the fact that every book in the New Testament drives home that the greatest commandment is loving God, yeah. And the second is loving my neighbor. That on that, on those two commandments, every other commandment rests. That the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. And when what we do is dismiss that and say, no, it's not that, we're missing it. Because what John says is, you want to overcome fear, you need to love. Right. And the beauty of the boldness and the confidence I can have in my relationship with the Lord, have it because I am loving God and loving my neighbor. Uh, and that's, that's a wonderful thing. Well, thank you for joining us on this Leap Day. We hope that uh, you use this for the glory of God. God, thank you so much for this extra day of the year, for this extra day of text talk, for this extra conversation we've gotten to have. And thank you for this extra opportunity to pray. You loved us. You love us. You will always love us. We pray that we can learn from you how to love, that your love will fill us and that it will overflow to others around us, that we might love not in word and talk, but in deed and in truth, and that as we grow in love, we might overcome fear and rest in your grace and in your strength and in your power as you produce love within us and as we grow in love for you and our brothers and sisters. Thank you for Jesus showing us how to love. Thank you for Jesus coming in and now we actually know how you love us and we're thankful for the love you've given help us to pass it on to others it is through your son jesus we pray amen amen thanks for talking about the text with us today i'm edwin crozier and i'd like to invite you to join the christians who meet on livingston avenue in lutes florida this sunday for our bible classes and worship you can find out more at christiansmeethere.org Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Mm, and yet, we see fear throughout the Bible. Throughout the Bible, <laughs> don't it's we? There. It's all. It's all over the yeah. place. It's all over the place. And so, perfect love casts out fear. Let's talk about that. All right. Well, let's talk about that. So we want to cast out fear perfectly. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. I mean, so I knew what today's <laughs> text talk was about, but when you start talking about it, I'm just going to look at you. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. 